How do? It's Old New Borrowed Who, the Meandering Biography podcast hosted by two wee Joshes. Each episode we explore the life of a famous actor, deciding whether they be naughty or nice, and then look over three of their films and discuss what we liked and how we could have made it better, or is it even possible? Uh, my name's Josh Hooter, the host that is actually a quirky girl who doesn't know what to do in his body um, and exudes his sexuality. Across from me is... Josh Jones, the, the solemn Scottish... Wench. I don't okay. know. <laughs> I, I, went, I went for a Jumanji reference. I thought. I was, oh, of course it yeah, was. I thought rather than. Uh, but also, I, it makes it sound like I, I'm not. I went taking... for a reference to one of our films. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, like, wait, Wench was probably a bit far, but wait, Wench is not quite right. But no. yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we're here. We're back. Um, we're back this episode. Uh, obviously, because we're back. Yeah. Great. Woo. Hello. Um, not much. I mean, there's been a lot of trailers recently. I think we're in the time now where films are all coming back to the cinema, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm really excited for films coming back, but we're seeing a lot more trailers because they're definitely coming out this year. It's almost like we're not postponing anymore. No. Films are coming out. Um, I think the big one that came out was really The Matrix. Yes. With Keanu Reeves back again as yeah. Neo. Um, with, with his... With, with his just Keanu hair. With his John Wick hair. He's, he's just... He's just He's just stuck in this one role now, isn't he? I kind of, I'm kind of worried that he's phoned it in. I think he probably has. I, I don't know. It, it feels weird. It's, it's a weird. It's a weird film in general. What that's going on? I mean, uh, we've already talked about it off air, but you don't particularly like. No, Netflix. my. But I, so I was thinking about this, and I realised I also don't really like the John Wick series, and I love him as a person, but I think I just don't like Keanu Reeves as an actor. He's not a great actor. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's uh, Dracula. I think he had, he he just he has zero charisma on the screen. I think. I I think he works like he's got lots in like Bill and Ted and stuff like that. Well, this is the thing. I think Bill and Ted's probably my favorite performance point, from him. Point Blank is it Point Blank? Point Break. Point Break. Yeah. Yeah, he's good in that again, yeah. but it's almost like that sort of surfer dude style. Yeah. And then you go look now you need to act and. I think the Matrix works because he's meant to be almost this sort stoic of human robot character. Yeah. But yeah, I've started working my way through them again in preparation. I think yeah. as of you, um, yeah. yeah, I like the first one. Don't like the second or third one. I don't know why they've made a fourth one. So honestly, after happening. after watching the first one again, it went down by a whole star. <laughs> mine went up for by, me. What well, mine went up a half a star. <laughs> mine went down by a whole one, and I think that I will end up enjoying either two or three more than I remember because when I was watching one, I, I watched them all like in quite quick succession right. way back when. And I think a lot of the stuff I was waiting for in one, I was like, it, it got to like half an hour from the end of the film. I was like, oh, this doesn't happen in this film. Oh, I was really looking forward to that bit. Oh, really? I, I had the opposite. I was like, cool, one's over. I don't want to think about two and three. I don't really like them. Um, I like all the stuff in the... When they get to, you know, um, what's it called? Zion? Yeah. yeah. Where they actually get to the city, with the yeah. human city. Yeah, I like is, that. So I think you're going to like three the most. Yeah. and I, Well, yeah. And then the I, I genuinely think that... I know people disagree with me because there are a lot of good fights. It's, you know, it's the Matrix. But I think the best fight is the Agent Smith one at the end. Of, at the end of three. Oh, I think you say the one with the pole. No, the one where he's like <laughs> infected the entire right. Yeah, city. I, th- I thought you meant the one with with the pole where it's really bad CG and him running in a circle. No, I think that is that one. No, that's two. Oh, is that two? That's two. That one is. I only know that because I watched that the other day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, which one's the? F- 
That's where Agent Smith is, like, everyone, though. Yeah, yeah. Is that two? That's two. Oh. Well, then two's got the... Because two's also got the twins. It's got the, yeah, all, the, the, all the mercenaries. I hate the twins. The old versions of the Agent... Oh, mix, I, I really like that one. <laughs> so, I, yeah, everyone watch it quite quickly, because uh, two and three came out in the same year, in 2003. Did they back, really? Yeah, yeah, like, back to back. And they're both... Four back, years after the previous Yeah, one. and they're all back, They're both about two hours, 15 as well, so it was a long, chunky film. I don't mm-hmm. know if they were meant to be one big thing. But yeah, what's interesting is obviously um, it's only one of the Wachowskis returning for this one because um, mm. it was done by, well, it was big things that finished with the, the Wachowski brothers that then mm. became the Wachowskis that then became the Wachowski sisters. It's now just one of them. I don't. I think it's just Lana Wachowski doing it now. Mm. The other one didn't want to return because it was treading old ground for when they weren't sure of who they were as a person. Mm. A lot of messages they left in there about mm. it, so they didn't want to come back. But I'm interested to see what it is. I'm just Fishborn isn't coming back because they killed Morpheus in the game. But Morpheus, which is canon. But Morpheus <laughs> is back. I don't know what's going to happen. Interesting. Did you know that they killed Fishborn in the game? No, I didn't. Yeah, so they kill Morpheus because the game is it's... canonically four. Yep. And it's actually part of the universe. It technically exists. He, they ask for Neo's body back from the machines. They don't give it back, so they wage a war and the machines <laughs> kill Morpheus. <laughs> and then there's the animated series, which is also canon. The Animatrix, yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, there's just so much there, so... There's a lot to catch up on before December. I just, I'm excited to see what they're fucking doing. I'm excited to see where they're rolling around. Are they going to do a trilogy of this, or is it just a one-off? I don't really know. So it's... Surely it's a one-off. I think this is, this is you know, this is Easter. What, the res- yeah. This is, yeah. This right. is like that little that little bit after all the, the main stories happened. Cool. <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens, even though I'm dubious it's going to be any good, but it'll be enjoyable. Cool, should we move on to this uh, week's episode? Hell yeah, we so, should. So, yeah, the clue last week uh, went down a storm. I had um, lots of people messaging me with the name of the actor, because they got it quite quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So the clue last time was, the entitled white woman wants to talk to the manager about her quarter pint. Yep. Yeah, entitled white woman. Is a Karen, um, yeah. as the internet has told me. And a quarter pint is a gill. gill. So... Karen Gill and Karen Gillen is our uh, person. So, uh, yeah, exciting. Lesser known, I suppose. She's quite, I think she's quite a well-known person, I suppose, in Britain. I was going to say, she's definitely more well-known in Britain. However, she seems to play a lot of American characters. Yeah, she's getting more and more, she's moving further and further into there, which is great. I'm really enjoying seeing her expand. But yeah, she's I bet you are. (laughs) <laughs> she's quite a new she's quite a new actress yeah so there's not going to be a huge amount of backstory to her or a huge amount of films but outside of that what do you know about the bold blue bonds that is Karen Gillan oh lord um I know that she well the first thing I ever saw her in was Doctor Who yep which I think is probably the case for most people as Amy Pond or the site uh, the soothsayer in Promethe- uh, Pompeii episode Oh, right. Well, the first time I recognised it was Amy Pond. Yeah, because she was in it in the season beforehand as a soothsayer in Pompeii. Was she really? Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. Don't mention it at any point here, so it's not me uh, jumping ahead. Um, no, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, no, pretty much that. And then and then genuinely, I think the next thing I saw him was like Guardians of the Galaxy. It was the next thing that I recognised. I went, oh, okay. She's, yeah. she's doing stuff now. And she shaved her head for the first one, but not the second, because they went, we can get you a ball cap. And she also didn't like it because it was quite itchy. And that is one of my things about <laughs> in her personal life. So, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was pretty much the same. Don't know much about her. And I don't know if we're going to know a lot about her after this episode. We'll soon find out. <laughs> so before jumping into her life, I just want to say usual. I've used IMDb and Wikipedia for some of the information, along with other sites for confirmation. 
Um, but that's about it. There's not a lot there. So I've had to use the main two sites to, for this week. Um, so let's go in. Sit down, you're too old to be standing. So Karen Sheila Gillen was born 28th of November 1987 in Inverness, Scotland. Which... That's the yeah, north, northernmost city in the UK, isn't it? Inverness, is it? Pretty Interesting. Sure. I did not know that. That's that's a fun it's fact. Right, it's right up there. Ve- I knew it's very high in Scotland. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, in, it's, just, it's in the Highlands, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's pretty much on the on the coast, on the North Sea. Cool. So, yeah, she was born born there. She's obviously moved a long way from there now, but she's yeah. born. She has some siblings, but there's little to no information about how many she has, who they are, what their names they are. Just, they exist. They exist. She's got siblings. Um, her mother, uh, Marie Gillen, is Scottish, whilst her father is from England. So she's only half Scottish, although she very much obviously identifies as Scottish. Uh, Raymond Gilland is from Sunderland, and he's a singer. Is he? Yeah, but I don't know whether it's a supplemental job or it's like his full job or what it is, but it states that he's a singer. That's cool. What I could find. So he's got a little bit of performance in the background of the family, but that's about it. A singer from Sunderland. A singer from Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. So don't ever say Newcastle around her. I'm sure she'll, she'll fight you. <laughs> um, she's brought up Catholic, although she doesn't practice the religion, nor has she been baptised. It isn't really brought up in any interviews or discussions. How can you be brought up Catholic but not baptised? It's mad, isn't it? I don't know. It was everywhere saying that she's brought up Catholic but has never been baptised. So I don't know if she's like the youngest of siblings and the others were baptised and by the time they got to her, they went, uh, well, like, what, is it worth it? I mean, I like in my family, there's four kids hmm. and I think three of us have been christened and the last one wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's just, is it worth it anymore? E- Emma's parents gave up after one. <laughs> yeah. Her brother is... Well, it's, it's the youngest. The youngest they know hasn't got a chance. <laughs> it's the same with ours. But yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one. But then again, we weren't really raised any religion. It was no. just just hedging your bets, I suppose. If we uh, die as kids, I, yeah. This is the I always, I always thought it was like a, a more of a legal thing. It's like your godparents. There's some weird legal standing there, isn't there? Probably. I don't even know who mine are. So do you actually not? No, I, I think they're close family friends. I, I could probably. To have a stab at who they are, but I don't know if they are them. Well, fair. But there's, there's three of us with godparents. There's too many godparents floating around. And I don't really, <laughs> ever see them. Um, but yeah, brought up but not baptised. Yeah. Strange. Um, she obviously went to school in Inverness and she stayed there when she attended Telford, until she attended Telford College in Edinburgh, I think that is. Yes, in Edinburgh. Yeah. So she attended uh, Telford College in Edinburgh to get HNC in acting and performance. So she, at the age of 16, they moved to Edinburgh for right. her to do a studying there. Cool. And once she qualified, she moved to London, um, attending oh, wow. Italia Conti Academy of Yeah, Arts, yeah, that's, a good, which that's is a good school. Big, big school. Like, there are loads of notable alumni from that school. Probably too many to list. Some of the ones I noticed with a quick scan that I think people recognise mm. is Russell Brand, Naomi Campbell and Tracy Ullman. Yeah. Um, nice. Famous for making The Simpsons happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's sort of the gates all of Tracy Oldman's work there but um, yeah uh, so while she was studying she was scouted by a model agency which resulted in her walking London Fashion Week in 2007 so she was oh, a model oh I can see that she, she, she looks like a model well she's 5 foot she says it was 5 foot 11 or five, it was actually 5 foot 10 and 3 quarters according to her model height so she's quite tall as well which which helps how tall's Matt Smith then is he a lanky boy Matt is Matt, is Matt Smith a lanky boy? Yeah, he's a lanky boy. I think he's about 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, is he really? Yeah. Yeah, with his massive Easter Island egg head. Like, <laughs> egg head. Like, like, his Easter Island head is just massive. Yeah. he's um, And he's now gone to Marvel, hasn't he, because of her? 
Is that yeah, how he's ended up there? She convinced him to come and audition and be involved in it. Yeah, so he's now in That's it. That's cool. She's in it. Um, another thing I didn't write down. Oh, look at all these fun facts I've just remembered. <laughs> so she got her first break in 2006 uh, on the TV show Rebus, which was just one episode. And then she mm. stuck, kept getting like small parts on shows for an episode. Mm. Uh, but finally got solid work on the Kevin Bishop show in 08, which ran for, I think, one season. So she was in that for 12 episodes. No, it was two seasons. Ran for 12. Who's Kevin Bishop? I don't know. Kevin Bishop, um, I think, is the lead from Muppet Treasure Island, like the the kids from that. But he's, yeah, but it's. How I don't you, know. How do you remember that? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a weird. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a nothing show that I have no idea what it is. But it ran for two seasons, so people obviously watched it enough to get a second season out of it. Hmm. But her real big break was in 2010 with Doctor Who. And um, that was that was actually like her big break. Yeah. That was her massive break. So yeah, she. 2010 is when she got the role in the Pompeii episode. Mm. Then she was in it for two seasons, I think, as Amy Pond. Uh, for 2011, 2012. Maybe it was three. three. Maybe it was ten to then. I think it was two. I might be wrong. Was it only two? But Amy Pond... I know I stopped watching Doctor Who during her tenure. Um, I, I stopped after Matt Smith left. I, I, I stopped and then I went back for the the, the episode where... The, you f- like, he regenerates, is it? No, the the Statue of Liberty was a weeping angel. Oh, I didn't watch that one. I don't remember that one. That I'm was not... and that was her and Rory. Okay, so maybe it was three seasons. Might be, or it might be I like two in a special or something. Like that. It's, it's, it's yeah. hard to tell, isn't it? Well, I remember the whole. I to be fair, I actually really liked her series because I liked that was like the first time really that it was also a second assistant in Rory yeah it was and I quite like that vibe because and then his whole thing of him actually being one of those like made out of plastic in it yeah it was yeah it was it was good I I, I remember when Doctor Who first came back out I was mm. like oh this is amazing Chris Jackson was pretty good then David Tennant blew it everyone mm. hated Matt Smith because he wasn't David Tennant but I really like Matt Smith yeah I, I know good. I know it was it was hard boots to fill I feel really sorry for Matt Smith um, and then everyone sort of got excited about Peter Capaldi but I think that's when everyone started dropping off the yeah. show quite quite massively when Capaldi came in and yeah. they've got a new Doctor coming in soon as well haven't they yeah they're replacing um, oh my god I've forgotten her name She's in fucking everything. She is. I I just haven't watched it, so... No. All lost me. Um, But yeah, that was her big break. Um, So as soon as she finished Doctor Who, it was about 2013, after she started that, she got film work, which Mm. sort of... When she started doing film. So 2013, ended Doctor Who and started her film run. But yeah, that's pretty much her life before film. I got some personal information if you want to go through that. Hell yeah, I want to go through the <laughs> personal information. I wish there was a lot in there as well, but uh, it's it's sparse. So in 2013, Karen made the move to America. So she's now living entirely in America because she started to relocate and focus on film. Um, and that was when she started filming the film Oculus. She moved out there to permanently live in America. So she no longer lives right. in the UK. Cause was Oculus like her first? Was her first break. big film, yeah. yeah, yeah, in 2013. I remember all the posters for it and I remember all the trailers because it was... It was Amy Pond. Amy was like, oh, Amy Pond. I think it did better in the UK than it did in America because it had her in it. I'd, I'd never heard of the movie. Oh, had you not? Nope. Oh. Um, she's not dating anyone currently. Um, doesn't seem to be anyone that she's dated that's notable either. She's got, there's like two boyfriends that were listed, but they're not like oh, celebrities really? or anything. She has no kids, which is good. No one likes kids. Um, <laughs> uh, I put in here she shaved her head for the role of Nebula for the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. Um, following it, she wore a bald cap due to it being too itchy when it grew back is her big thing. She didn't like the grow back process, um, which I get. 
Um, and yeah, in 2020, she launched a project to collaborate with software engineers to develop an app called Ditto. Um, it's described as a social network focusing on the creativity of collaboration where Instagram meets Photoshop. So it's like, it's like Instagram, but it's just to share your own digital work and things like that. So it's rather than everyone taking pictures of themselves, it's only for what you've created. Right. Interesting. Like ditto, which makes it feel like you're just copying everyone's. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, the way you made that sound and because of the name, it made it sound like it's like a pink blob. That's uh... no, <laughs> no, like um, uh, was was it Photoshop battles, where someone oh, would upload right, an yeah. image and then everyone would edit it in like I a creative if that's way. What it is. I haven't seen any of the app to be honest. Oh. So um... well, we should you should have downloaded it, Josh. You should have oh. done a test run. Oh, I barely know what I'm doing to be honest. I, I'm I'm struggling with the social media I'm meant to be using, let alone adding more <laughs> to the mix. Um, but yeah, overall, she seems quite quite a private person. Uh, although she is very active on social media, like normally doing lots of live videos on Instagram and things like that. So it's probably the best way to find out what she's doing currently. But cool. she hasn't got any sort of like big things, like notable like fears or anything like that. She's obviously new to the film circuit. Mm. And a lot of her big films, like Guides of the Galaxy or um, uh, Jumanji, mm. she's not necessarily the big star mm. in the film. So although they're doing the interview press junkie circuit if you've yeah. got if you're going on it and you've got i don't know the rock and kevin hart there and jack black they sort of dominate the discussion yeah, for sure. if you go there and there's chris pratt there he's going to dominate the discussion mm-hmm. so it makes it and bradley cooper and things like you know it's that that sort of thing so she hasn't really got a lot in the way of her own yeah for thing. sure so it's gonna be just more things going to come out of the woodwork about her as uh, she continues with her film career it's on the the topic like her appearance in jumanji um emma was Doing, they're doing like gaming as a topic in her drama class. Okay. And it's like character creation, that sort of thing, and how like you, you build a thing. So they were talking about Jumanji, yeah. the film, and she put on the clip where they first drop in and they're like, oh my God, and they're all, you know, in mm-hmm. their different bodies and stuff. And all of her kids were like, oh, Scott, you're handsome. What's and everyone was like, no, it's not. <laughs> they were like, yeah. Uh, they've got it wrong. It's Scott Johansson because she was actually credited in the YouTube video as Karen Gillan, <laughs> and they were like, "I was like, they don't even look the same." Is it because she's got red hair, like Black but, Widow? But I, I don't that... ever think of Scott Johansson as having red hair, but if, really. But that's because we're not watching just the Avengers film. It's yeah, but if you're thing. watching just the Avengers film, do you not go Nebula? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's also blue and got no hair in there. No, that's true. So it's it's not very confusing. It is. I mean, it's to be fair, acting. you're not going to notice that if you if you think that she looks anything like Scarlett. No, you're not. <laughs> Maybe they've all got face blindness. It's, it's, it's going to go well for acting, isn't it? You're not going to know who's saying the who's giving you the cue line. Is he looking at the wrong person? Um, yeah, it's that's that is interesting. I mean, yeah, Ruby Roundhouse. Mm. Is not Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> no, I do. I do love that character though. I think she knocked that out. Of the park, she did honest. a really good job with that. Yeah. Um, so naughty or nice? Let's move into naughty or nice. Do you reckon she's naughty or nice? Mm. Young girl grew up in Scotland. I'm what gonna, are you gonna say? <laughs> I'm gonna say not enough information. You yeah, not enough information. <laughs> Okay, let's find out. So, uh, Gillen promoted uh, FTBC, which is Fashion Targets Breast Cancer in 2011, which is a collaboration cool. of clothes which uh, the profits go towards cancer charities. I think they're mainly sold in River Island in the UK. don't know where else they're sold, but it's a charitable benefit for, mm-hmm. for them. She also opened a ward for Great Ormond Street Hospital, 
um, I think it was the Squirrel Ward. I think she did it in about 2013, so I think she did it with Matt Smith as like oh, Doctor cool. Who yeah. and, and her. Uh, her biggest charitable work, however, lies with uh, Mikey's Lime Crisis Port Centre in Inverness. So this is um, a suicide charity that works in the Highlands of, Amer- uh, of America, of Scotland. Mm. Uh, so she presented her film there, The Party's Just Beginning. Uh, the film is about high suicide rate in the Highlands, specifically because it's higher than the rest of the UK. It's one of the worst areas is in the UK really? for, the, yeah. for suicide. Um, and it's used to help make, uh, to raise awareness and help people. So, yeah. That's really cool. This, this is clearly a topic that's close to her heart, considering she, I mean, we're going to get into yeah. it, but wrote, wrote and directed a film... And has opened that. That's but that's the thing. If it is, I do, so I do, I do like when big actors do stuff for where they, or like you know, big names do stuff from for where they came from. Like John Krasinski, who hated people talking, so made a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I think if you find something that's really like resonates with you, you're going to write something and uh, try and bring it a bit more to the forefront. Yeah, but also like putting money back into it or charity. Yeah, yeah, esta- establishing that sort of stuff. I know, like. Um, the one that always comes to mind with that is like Will I Am has donated an obscene yeah. amount of his like total income to where he grew up. There's low, there's, and that's there's quite a few people that do that. But yeah, Will I Am yeah. is is a massive charitable man. He is um, yes. terrible, terrible actor. Terrible <laughs> actor, yeah. <laughs> terrible actor. Um, so yeah, naughty or nice? Do you reckon from that she's naughty or nice? I think it's. I think she's nice. Quite clearly nice. There's no there's no naughtiness there at all. Um, it's quite limited. Who knows? It might come out that when she starts doing more things, she hates kids and kicks them. But I doubt that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Great Ormond Street's gonna. <laughs> that's why she get up in the ward there just to get extra extra kick-ins. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll put her on the nice list. I like it when they're terminal. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they gonna tell? <laughs> um, so let's move on to her notable accomplishments. Yeah. Um, a nice. <laughs> nice short segment again um, so very few wins for Karen Gillan mostly surrounding her work as Amy Pond in Doctor Who yeah uh, I think she got a Teen Choice Award for, for that or nomination mm-hmm. as Best UK Actress nomination didn't win I don't think um, and she's also won Scotland's Most Stylish Woman Award obviously highly sought That's cool. after but yeah there's not really anything for her well I guess if you're going for that you're up against you know like um... Susan Boyle I was going to say, what's the name? Who's the Who's the breakfast show host? Uh, Lorraine Kelly. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. It's big. She's big only won it, big she's only won it once. She's only won it once. Lorraine you know? Kelly's had every other one. <laughs> it was It was It was just one year that Lorraine was looking a bit like a bag lady. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much her life. As I said, not a huge amount there. Only more things going to come. I think mm. we're going to talk about her films. And yeah, for sure. Obviously, from our thoughts, she's a good actress, well, a good actor, mm. pretty good writer, pretty good director as well. So I'd agree with all. I them. think there's a lot in the future for Karen Gillan. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Keep to see an eye on her. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah. She's going to be a good actress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to miss her. She's almost six foot. <laughs> she, you should be able to see her coming. Um, if you see Scarlett Johansson, that's not her. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't get confused. And um, going back a sec. Teen Choice Awards, we've mentioned it a few times in this. Yeah. And I always think it's a really weird award. Yeah. Because all the others are sort of quite prestigious establishments. They are, you know, groups or whatever. You're right. Yeah. You're, yeah. yeah. Um, but the Teen's Choice Awards. Now, I don't ever remember being asked. 
who are these teens who who are deemed worthy to judge? Who, I think it's whoever's in the audience, or no, I think it's an online thing. Like you can vote, you pay to text in and make a. Bunch Is that right? Yeah. Oh my god! They, honestly, it's MTV, isn't it? The well, it just it just it just, just it Nickelodeon. Some... Is it where they get slimed? Is that a thing? I feel, is that, like, that's, is that, I feel that like it's the same one, yeah. It's just such a weird award. It's, I think but it's... It, surely it holds no merit. Oh, I think I'm... I'd rather get a fucking Razzie. I'm not being funny. I'm not... If I got one, I don't know why I'd get one, but <laughs> it's not going on the mantelpiece. It's probably going in the bathroom for you know, yeah. that sort of conversation. I'm not going, oh, everyone better see this. But whilst you're having a dump, you look to the left, you're looking for a... Looking for a toilet book, and instead you find <laughs> a Teen Choice Award. <laughs> and no loo roll. And no loo- you're forced. Oh no, it's, that's the only time you see it, it's actually the loo roll holder. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the time it's gone, you're like, oh, a Teen Choice Award. Like yes. a paperweight. <laughs> I mean, I remember staying at a friend's house, um, and his dad had an Emmy and a BAFTA, and you thought they'd be like, censorship. Oh yeah. They're in the basement where we were staying. Oh, like, really? He's got, he's got like a big like but it's obviously where he did a bit of his like uh, editing and stuff oh, like okay. that. But they were like on the top of a massive um, bookcase. You could barely see them and thinking, oh he cares that much about those. He's like, nah, they just live up there. To be fair, it's not it's not the physical thing. It's that you've got one, isn't it? Yeah, just to say you've got one. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, honest, he, he worked on date with David Attenborough. He, he had David Attenborough's it's old cool. iPod. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. You know, that's more important, isn't it? You'd never change the music, would you? You'd get it handed to you, and you go right. Well, now we yeah, know. Now we know. It's just, it, it's just, it's just heavy. Yeah, whap, yeah. Whap, gonna, whap, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, straight out of Compton, just on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Should we go and look at the movies yes. then that we've decided for this week? Um, you know, we're we're, we're just really two young guys who ha- uh, we're fortunate enough to be involved with a lot of great people. Whom uh, it's coming upon us to. There's no way we're doing this in less than 20 seconds. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you haven't been here before, every week, uh, well, every episode, we decide to watch three films based on the actor we're in discussion. There's a reason why we've chosen the actor, which is our notable film. And then I choose a film and Josh chooses the film. So two Josh cho- chosen films and one time appropriate film, apparently. Um, and this is what we're doing. So the notable film for this time is Gunpowder Milkshake which had an early release date in America, but it's coming to the UK, I think, this week it, this comes out. Um, so, end of like, mid-September, depending on when you're listening to this. But yeah, it's just coming out in the UK. Um, I, Josh chose a film, which was... Uh, oh, God, what was the title? The Party's Just Beginning. That's it, The Party's Just Beginning. As in... <laughs> I can't even remember it. <laughs> and the film I chose was... Oh, okay. Well, which yeah. one? The, the film <laughs> Oculus. <I originally> chose. <laughs> oh yeah. no, the first, yeah, the, the original one was uh, All Creatures Here Below. All Creatures Here Below, but I couldn't find a good. We had some issues with that one. Watching like normally, not a problem. I watch all the films, but this one, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere that I could I could get. So we switched it to Oculus, which I think is probably a better representation of her work. Overall. I'd agree. Cool. So we'll do it in order of um, the times they came out. Yeah. And um, the first one. Is uh, Oculus, yeah, which that's yours. is mine from 2013. Now I watched this without realizing it was going to be our film, my film choice. So it's become a much harder thing to remember all the little nuances of the film. But I feel like I could still probably go through the plot in a minute. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Are you ready to ready to time it? Yeah. Okay. Fingers on buzzers, let's go. So, uh, this film takes place over two different time periods. It takes place uh, in the present of when they are, and 11 years prior, 
Um, in the present, all we have left are Karen Gillan um, playing, uh, it's not Marie, it's Kaylee, and her brother Tim. So it starts off with Tim, he's been released from a psychiatric hospital, for, he's cleared as safe because he's killed his father when he was younger. But is that true? Who knows? We quick to, we switch to Kaylee, who's swishing her hair back and forth, <laughs> going to buy a mirror. It turns out when they were about 11 years beforehand, they were looking at an antique mirror. Lots of strange hallucinations were happening in the family home. The dad went a bit crazy. The mum went a bit crazy. They all went crazy. Then they tried to kill the kids and the kids fought back. Then, uh, in the future, Kaylee wants to try and stop this from happening again. So sets up a live stream and a recording of all the situation going on so that they can prove that the mirror's to blame, not her brother, and then in the end, save the day. Good. Bravo. Yeah. It's a hard it's a hard film to put in. Because the, the amount of switches in time, mm. to try and tell you in order how it goes forward mm. is very difficult. I know you're not you're often not a fan of that. Did you like it in this film? I didn't mind it in this film. I think it worked well in the film. It's it's the slow... The thing is, at no point are they giving you, oh, here's some more information. Oh, here's some more information. No. It's very much... They outline... These are the parallels. These are the parallels. They very much outline at the beginning, because um, you have him coming out, him coming to the house, which was their old house, which she then buys after she's been in the foster system. She somehow got money, but she managed to buy this house real cheap. No, no, they just had it. I thought she had to buy it. No, they had it. She bought the... She bought the mirror, but they had it because... Well, no, actually, her company bought the mirror and she yeah. nicked it. But, no, they had the house because she says, here's, the, here's, your, here's your half. She gives him the deed when, when they come But out, I thought it's because she bought out. it and wanted them both to have it again because that was the discussion, but I might oh, have missed fuck, that. Oh, maybe, it's, I don't it's know. It's not really important, but no. regardless, so they got the Either family or... home again. And then she explains that this mirror has been through several... It's 400 a, years. 400 years of similar situations of people going crazy, killing their families, and then the mirror disappearing off, coming back, and it's been all over the place. Mm. Um, it was interesting that there was a hairline fracture on the mirror. Did they explain where that had come from? Yeah, they do. You see it at the end. I'm, I missed that entirely. It's the dad falling into it. Ah, right. So that's where it came from. But they're talking about this mirror and the fact that it, people looking into it and it just whispers in their ears and it mm. gives people their own sort of horrors it, I, I think it was a really well and interesting put together film I'd agree the director Mike Flanagan had previously done a short film called Oculus Chapter, Oculus Chapter 3, three yeah. uh, Man's Got a Plan Man with a Plan that's what it was hmm. and then then it got developed into a full length film into the, this the main actor in that was in this as well. oh was he yes briefly he's one of uh, the is he paramedics or something is he mm, no he's um I think he's the doctor who looks at, who, who gives him the go-ahead. Oh, so that you're all okay. Mm. Even if, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Mm. Um, not a lot of big names in there. I mean, now they're a bit bit more present. I mean, Tim... I recognise the dad. Yeah, and I recognise the... Because the brother was in Wrath of the Titans or something like that? Or was he... Oh, was it Gods of Egypt or something like those? No, things? he's in. Uh, yeah, he's the lead in Gods, Gods of, of Egypt. Egypt. But like, he's he's trying. He, he seems to be getting a lot of the crap films coming out right now. B- he's, little... he's one of your. He's one of your better B movie. He's one of those actors where they're like, "Well, Carter was the lead in a B movie, but he's not good enough to make no, we're not <laughs> a, gonna... an A movie." Yeah, no. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, and the dad I recognise. He's in loads of things. He's mm. normally a bit smaller parts. He's not normally the lead. But he's, no, he, he shows up quite frequently. Really good premise, though. I thought it was really interesting. I liked the back and forth because it built the tension. You mm-hmm. know, and 
this is what's happening this is the parallel from their kids and it was almost because that's what the mirror was doing wasn't it mm. that was their terror was reliving the stuff when mm. they were kids so that's why they did it yeah it's what I do you think of it? You hadn't heard of it beforehand. So you had, I no, I had in. I had no clue what it was about. I didn't even I didn't even look at the blurb like when I went in to watch it. So I just yeah. let it play out, which I'm always a fan of. Um, and yeah, it, I thought it was very good. Um, really good concept. Very good execution. I like a film that confuses you as much as like you feel as confused as the characters in it it doesn't show you anything yeah behind it it's not like oh this is what the characters see but this is what's actually happening oh it's like oh yeah. no we are uncovering shit as they're like you very know very much with like the phone conversation because the idea was the yeah. mirror can trick you and you hear the wrong thing so you yourself as the audience aren't sure whether um oh no we're talking about ghosts in the door yeah, no, it was closed <laughs> I think it was just the wind. It was just the wind, right. Oh no, there are ghosts in the house. Um, there might be ghosts here. No mirrors though, so we're fine. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, they have the phone call. You're not sure as the audience whether it's actually happening or not. Um, is it is it actually her partner or is, is it the mirror pretending to be a partner because of the how she set it up? I liked the whole, you've got to film this to show that it's, it's all happening and the fail-safe was a really cool thing that she had put in there to make it so... Yeah, so she... Yeah, so they, they, they put in a, a a spike and a weight that's on a like lever system on a 30, timer yeah, so minutes, that... Yeah, so that if they weren't like interacting for a long enough period, then it would smash the mirror because... The mirror stops you smashing it. Um, yeah. It's very. It was very cool. The the own. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Before I get into my favorite bits. Yeah, yeah. My gripe. Yep. Didn't need the ghost people. No, I agree. You did. It was unnecessary. Like the 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 mirror starts showing you these people who. As it goes on, you you realize who they are because they're the people it's previously killed. Yeah. Um. But it's unnecessary for them to sort of be showing and throwing ghouls into this. Yeah. I, th I think it would have been a cleaner story if there wasn't just ghosts hanging around. I agree. I I also have a gripe with, with that. I almost feel like he didn't need her doing all... I like the fact she did all the research and stuff, but then he calls and goes, but you're pricking out like one or two. It doesn't prove what's actually happening yeah. there. They could have realistically got rid of all of that sort of that bit of the backstory, saying that's affected everyone for years and years. Mm. And you don't need the ghouls; you just need some sort. Because of, obviously, they wanted to make more of them, which is probably why they mentioned it's happened several times. Mm. Just some sort of throwaway comment at the end of the film, mm. or something like that. You go, "Oh, this happened here before," and then you almost go, "Is it the mirror? Is it the house?" It could have been a completely different sort of. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think there was, that, but I I agree that the ghouls were unnecessary. Um, I I I liked how they set the premise up of like the plants dying, dehydration, dog going, dog going, and like all the match up. Yeah, I I like that bit where they where he lets the dog go. Or... Where he lets the dog go, and then you see they go back to the camera, and you see them moving it and stuff, and having the conversation you've just seen them having, but yeah. obviously not. I, I thought that was really it was very good. That whole that was my favorite bit about it, which is the core concept of the entire fucking film. 
was those moments where, um, you know, the plant pot smashing yes. was fabulous. I really liked that bit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Were you satisfied with the ending, out of curiosity? No. You don't need to say what it was, but you weren't. I wasn't satisfied with the ending. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but I, mean, but I, I kind of liked that I wasn't in, the, I, in a really weird way. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for something out of it. I mean, I was... I was satisfied with what transpired in the house. I wasn't happy with what happened to him. Yeah, I agree. If that, yeah, that's what that's the way. Like the events that transpired in the house with with the ultimate sort of showdown at the end. Yeah. But then it almost feels a bit empty. I mean, him looking back at the house and you get that image. Mm. I didn't like that either. Mm. I don't know. I I don't know how I would have changed the end for me to be happy. I was glad it's left the way it is. But then again, I would have been happy with this being a solo individual film and he could have just turned in a bunch of cursed artifacts or the mirror gets made into other mirrors or you could have done anything really that it doesn't solve well, that would have been cool so like it does break and then you go oh you've got handheld mirrors or you've got something that's like a smaller mirror yeah, that and people they get sent out away no yeah way. and then this like now that. it's affecting the rest of rest of the world so that's that's the sort of way that I would potentially have improved it I suppose I don't think it was a bit that I didn't really like but that's mm. how I would have improved it what was your favourite bits in this then? My my favorite bit was, uh, it was probably the, was it the hair swish as she's walking in because you you sent me a clip of her. Because I, I, it was it was just it was like a metronome. It was honestly it was such. I was like how, I I don't know. I don't have a ponytail, so I don't know if that's what. And I've never really paid attention, so I don't know if that's just how ponytails wobble. But they do. Yes. It was a very very definite. On tempo swing. I think, I think I think less for men when men have ponytails yeah. because of how men walk. They walk very like chest forward, falling forwards, whilst there's more of a sway. That's true. Just to the way that hips and uh, ankles are aligned for men and women. Yeah, and also most men with ponytails have quite greasy, or they have hair. no hair on the top. Yeah, <laughs> and they've just got just the ponytail holding on, going. No, no, I've not lost my hair. Honest, <laughs> honest. Um, yeah, no, I I think my favourite bit was probably the. The plate, plate slash f- plant pot. I liked the I liked the light bulb apple moment. Like I knew yeah, what was going to happen. It was one of those. Two, and yeah. you go and she goes for it, and then it's the realization. But it isn't what you think it is. You've been tricked as well, and you're going through what she's going. I was like, oh no, um, I could do without the nails being pulled off. Oh really? Oh, I it's, the, it's, honestly, the light bulb bit turned me more than the nails. Uh Something about nails in any film. It's like but it's the way that she picks it up because if you look at where she's out of her mouth, yeah. but she's put because it's in the roof of her mouth. Yeah, and I get weird about the roof. Like it's it's by yeah. seeing her fingernails, like the fly. Did you see how many oh. he had by the end? What on his hand? Well, you see him pull off like yeah. one or two or whatever. Pops them right but, off. But nice, when nice but, bit of candy for everyone. But when he at the final bit where he's shouting at the kids, if you look, he's, literally all but yeah. one of his fingers have got plasters on them yeah so I, it's almost like a countdown yeah. to so that's cool I like that um, if only he had 12 fingers then it'd be a re- real good sort of yeah. met- like metaphor for time <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so what did you give this as a film rating I give this a three and a half three and a half please. I also gave it three and a half um, I, what did I write down I gave it uh, three and a half fingernail fragments is what I gave this um, nice out of a five on a hand <laughs> But yeah, I gave it three and a half. I think this is a really well put together horror that I hadn't really experienced before. Um, but yeah, I, I like. 
I'm not a big fan of supernatural horrors. That's not normally. Not? I always find it loses a lot when you start seeing the supernatural element. Like, but this is why this is why you didn't yeah, need the ghosts. That's what I mean. It's you get a good film for about two thirds of it, and then it all goes downhill yeah. quickly. I don't feel like the ghost in this did enough to to kill it and yeah, make me no, hate it. That's the thing. So it was it was good enough for me. So yeah, good. I enjoyed it. Three and a half stars. Yeah. Um. Now we'll move on to. Oh, uh, we agree. I know it doesn't. That's the very first often. time in a while. Uh, it's, it's, not so- gonna, it's not happening for the rest of this. I don't think. No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, so, do you want to move on to the next one? Into yeah. a directorial debut and writing debut? Yeah. We'll move forward five years to 2018, I believe this came out. Yes. Right, so... Do you want to know, the name of the film is The Party's Just Beginning, just in case uh, it slipped your mind <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, it's, so... it's not the easiast title to remember, so I, I get that entirely. But equally, the, the like I didn't... I picked this... Based on the picture. Based on the picture, because I went, oh, that looks a bit artsy. And then I saw that she directed it. I went, oh, awesome. Right, okay. Um, So, yeah, so I had no clue, nothing about this film going in at all. Um, Do you reckon you can do the plot in a minute? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon you can. Um, Cook. Oh, Cook, let's go. Oh, go. Red red tomatoes. Red tomatoes. Um, So, she, we... Open with uh, Karen Gillan. She's singing karaoke, um, and you you basically get the vibe that this girl ain't too happy. She gets very drunk, uh, bumps literally bumps into some guy on the street, and the next shot is them shagging in an alleyway, and her, you know, clearly being left quite void of emotion as she gets her chips and goes home on her way home she crosses over a bridge and sees someone jump off um and then gets sad makes her way home and various sad events transpire around her she thinks she finds love or just an emotional connection with someone again and you find out that this person who she's been seeing jump off the bridge every time she goes is her old friend who did jump off the bridge. Um, it's just a lonely existence after the death of your best mate sort of put into a film. I don't really... The, I don't yeah. know how how much more plot there is than the sort of values that well, it's, come under it. Yeah, it's... it's um, I don't know if it's, it's a movie. It's, it's less of a set plot. Like, it's... It's not ABC. It's very much... No. She has experienced. You're following something. a character, not a story. Yeah, you're following a character. is It's, it's a Coen Brothers style thing where you go, yeah. you're following a situation and someone dealing with that situation. That's high praise. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a Coen Brothers, <laughs> but it's that, it's that concept of it. It's a moment in time of one person yeah. who is struggling with something, yeah. trying to find a resolution, or are they even trying to find a resolution, or is it forced upon them? And that's what you're given with this mm. film. Um, yeah, it's and it's quite. I don't know, it touches on so many things. Yeah. It touches on so many elements of life and people's experiences, possibly. You know, like, she's an alcoholic, does, like, or did a fair amount of drugs, had friends who didn't, had friends who were gay, thought they might be trans, thought friends who were gay and in the closet. Like, there was just... A lot, you know, and then suicide in friends. The bloke who talked... Was that real? 
the Which bloke one? who topped himself across the road. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that it's... felt like a really weird scene after just seeing a suicide that I think was quite clear wasn't actually yeah. real. Because you see the woman at the end sat in the um, across the way, struggling with the situation yeah. there. So it obviously had occurred. It's it's a very interesting. It's a film for really. It's a, I think it's a very good film for those who have grown up in isolated environments as well. Because it's that idea mm. that there's not necessarily the support network to reach out there. There's no. a very un- mis- not misunderstood or anything mm. like that. But I mean, like her mum just spends credits. It's all about sh- surface surface value throughout it it's like you've got to look good on the outside it doesn't matter how you're feeling or how debt is yeah, or, yeah. or what your emotions are you've just got to go on you've got to find you've got to find yourself a boyfriend you've got to do this you've just got to be normal and get through it rather than accepting that you know what life isn't always great no. you need to either let that out um, I mean Lee Pace comes up doesn't he um, is it Lee Pace um, yeah the, the, the yeah the, the guy from Guys of the Galaxy uh, blue dude um, with the hammer is he? That's the same guy, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember, what's his name? Ronan. Ronan, yeah. It's Ronan from Guys of the Galaxy. Plays, Is that really? Yeah, The plays, guy who, who comes yeah. up from London or wherever. Yeah, he yeah. comes up from London to avoid, to get away from his family because mm. he's struggling as well. And their sort of non-real relationship. It's, it, as we said, it's a very much, it's not a mood piece because a mood piece is the wrong thing, but it's, 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 it's an emotional acceptance is what it is there's some real rough yeah. moments in this film um, which are it's quite hard to watch quite hard to watch I mean there's a lot of people this is not me saying it there's a lot of people in reviews like, which I saw there mm. which think it handles a lot of topics poorly but I almost forgive those topics being handled poorly because they're being told through a lens of someone who doesn't understand or accept it's almost like when he comes out as trans she makes a joke out of it and they're like oh you're not it's like, well it's not it's not known or understood mm. in that area so but I also it. I the vibe I got wasn't that he was actually trans. It was like he, as she said, it was him doing it because the bloke who he loved was in the church and wouldn't accept, and and people wouldn't accept. But I'm not sure if it was or wasn't. I don't. I I felt it was that he was because he does he denies that that's the case, which may not be mm. the case, or it may be. But I think it was more that he was very uncomfortable in his body and he felt like that was actually the true mm. person he was meant to be. It's a, it is a difficult topic. I mean, a lot of other people weren't happy with how they dealt with the suicide. They felt it was done as like just a shock thing. But I think there was more to it no, than that No, the as suicide well. was such a core thing because she nearly does it, the other guy nearly does Like, it's quite a... I think it, I don't know if it was the one across the road or what it was, but a lot there were the reviews I saw of those were people who obviously just didn't understand... The core feeling of the film. Yeah. Um, Very melancholy. Do we want to talk about the bits we liked more before we talk about the bits we could improve? I don't know what, what you would change or things. Should we, yeah, I don't know. I, re- I really liked... <laughs> I really loved the way they did the opening monologue with the I, karaoke. I hated that. Did you? That's the bit I really didn't like. No, really? Yeah, I really didn't like the opening. Oh, okay, I loved the opening. Where it like <laughs> gives you like the karaoke word. I thought I'd left subtitles on or something. No, I thought it was a cool concept that, but I just didn't like... I don't like that sort of, I'm going to tell what's going on, and that's sort of how it felt, and I know that's... Well, it was, yeah, it was like exposition, but sort of... But you don't like musicals, and I feel like it was quite a musical way of doing the exposition. But I liked it because obviously that music is the same music that's used throughout the film mm. as well. So I think there was there was a lot more to it. I just don't just didn't like that opening. I also, 
it, it, the, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the the whole bit there is real sort of depressing and just the shoveling in chips after the sex and stuff like that. Just the gritty, uncaring. I liked it. I thought it really gave the. But I, I saw a great review. It was saying people like say you know what is Scotland's film or whatever or what is a film about Scotland and everyone everyone defaults yeah. to train spotting and so I was like I think you should show them this instead yeah. because it's like such a there's no glamorization not that there is in train spotting at all but it's it's more I think it's, this is more relatable. Oh, yeah, I'd show him this rather than Under the Skin as well, because <laughs> that takes place in Glasgow. It's not really a fair representation. Oh, right, I got Under the Skin vibes at some points, and I don't. I think it was just the shots. I think but... it's just the nature of what Scotland in like those sort of backer areas, like the Highland areas, it feels like, very yeah. similar. Um, it's the it's the sparsity of it all, isn't mm. it? It's just it's it's bare. You felt very alone in this film, I think, in like every aspect. It was like little, it was little things like where she goes for her thag break, breaks. And she just looks out on this desolate, rainy, like playground. Yeah, I, I, I think that's. I, I think it helps that you're following just one person. You are following yeah. one person in this. It's not, hey, there's multiple stories. And no. yeah, you cut to other people, but mm. it's she's always in the room. Yeah. So you're just going through her life and yeah, and memories and stuff. Isn't it? What's so we sort of because that was the bit that I didn't like was that bit. What bit did you would you improve on? I get why I get where. Oh, actually, no, sorry, that's a lie. I know exactly what my favourite bit is of the entire thing. <laughs> Go for it. I my favourite bit is the phone calls with the old dude. Yeah, I agree. It's so sweet, and it leads on to my next bit, which is the bit that I least enjoyed. I don't know if I would be able to remove it to improve the film because I don't know if it was needed. But the the sort of rape, but not rape. Of with yeah no that was the bit that I felt most uncomfortable in as well. With, I was with, really, the other, with a group of guys with a group stuff. of guys, yeah. and then it happens, and she says she's she on the phone, and she's and he says it sounds like you were raped, and she goes, well no, but I asked for it, and I was still that I was still up for it, and it's like yeah, but I and and that was clearly the, a turning point in the character, yeah, and a turning point in their relationship, which well, through a phone is done very everyone. well, yeah. And so I feel like it needs to stay in, but that is the bit that I was most like, which in a film where, you know, you see multiple suicides and stuff, that was the bit that made me go, oh, I really don't want to watch this. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their own opinions on on suicide and stuff like that, but it's very much a conscious decision that they've made whilst that situation wasn't, regardless Mm. of mental mental health or anything there, there's a a choice being made and they may regret it at the Mm. moment, but at that point there wasn't, Mm. it was very much the blurred lines. My I, my favorite bit is similar to yours. It's the it's the interaction with her dad after that, who's been listening in on that conversation. Oh yeah, because it's that awkward sort of. I I don't really know what to say because I don't. Understand. You, you're not meant to know. Not meant to know, but also I want you to know that I'm there for you and I want to mm. help you in regards to this because oh, you barely see a dad in this. It's almost yeah. like he's constantly trying to keep the mum afloat, so he's he's mm. he's tied up with that, so he can't even look at his own daughter. Yeah, I thought it was. There was lots of really good moments in this. I wish that guy caught up. I know they're caught up for the suicide. That felt a bit on the nose. The suicide. It's not the suicide help prevention line, or whatever. It was like Samaritans, wasn't it? it was it's like an extra. There was a number. local helpline. Yeah, so no, that was like one number different. Yeah. I would rather he'd called her thinking it was like a family friend or a, a member, and it was like just a conversation occurred rather. But than I, th- I, so, on the flip side to that, I like it because it was like. 
she did she became the helpline because she was chatting to him and it's like he was searching for it and he still found it even though it wasn't where he thought it would be yeah no I, I i and i agree with that. i like what it was and i understand it it's just it felt it felt very on the nose and i, yeah. I, I thought maybe there was another way to do it but i mm. i don't think there was overall though enjoyable film a friend's suicide was tough to watch as well yes because he clearly as you were saying there's like that moment where people might regret it yeah and he clearly does he does yeah it's it's and that's what she's struggling more to deal mm. with um yeah, it's, it's it's a rough watch. It's bleak. It's really bleak, but with some quite funny moments as well amongst... I think there had to be, because otherwise that film would have been oh, I, horrible I to watch. I don't think... I mean, and people have said, though, isn't it? You can't... You don't understand humanity, isn't it? Was it? I can't remember who says this, uh, but you can't understand... You can't say you're doing a film that's actually made based on life if there's not humour in it, because yeah. we try and make jokes out of every situation, make light of certain moments, and just I think, to go... Bang, bang, Especially bang. in the UK. Yeah. But if you're just hitting someone over the head with, this is sad, yeah, this yeah. is sad, you're like, yeah, okay, but you, there needs to be some sort of brevity to even make it hit harder the next time it comes in as well. Yeah. But yeah, what did you give this as a rating? I gave this, again, three and a half. See, I gave this three, but I actually think I'm giving it three and a half. I've been umming and ahhing oh. between, I've been umming and ahhing between three and three and a half for this one for a while, because ever since I watched it, because... I couldn't work out if it was mm. where, where it's yeah, yeah. And I think three and a half is a fair representation. It's And especially for a... Di- and it shouldn't be given extra um, marks because it's a directorial debut or anything like no, that. No, but, but it's very this, well I think done. it bodes really well for whatever she does next. I think this is so strong as a directorial debut. If, for an actor as well. Yes, it feels like... But it does feel like a passion project, so it does worry what the next yeah, one might true. be. It may not have that sort of same emotional weight Undertone, behind it, you yeah. know? But yeah, but I but even without the emotional, way, I think that I think the dialogue and shots were done very well. Yeah, I thought it was all all yeah. put together really well. Really nice shots, really nice cinematography. So I do agree. So yeah, three and a half for me as well. So two, three and a half so far. I know she's a strong, nice, strong, nice, nice, strong sort of contention. So yeah. now we move on to the film of the hour. We move on to uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Hell um, yeah, we do. Directed by Navat. Pushado, Pushado. Um, I think this is his biggest one. He did do sort of like ABCs of Death and things like that, which you find a lot of a lot of act directors have done stuff like that because it's like a small bit, so it's getting mm. those. But yeah, um, is it my turn to do it, and or is it your turn? Oh hell! Uh, what was last week's one? Pig was the last pig. week's one. You did pig, so I'll do this one. Perfect. Cool. I'll pass it right, across to you. milkshake. In under a minute, it's it's. I don't. I think you can do it. Mm-hmm. Go. A woman and her mother are in a diner. Suddenly, someone's coming to kill the mother. The daughter distracts, and then the mother's gone, and the daughter's been taken away. And then we fast forward fifteen years. The daughter's old, um, and a hitman for a company. She's a trained killer, and ends up on a job where she kills a man for some money that he stole. We then find out that he stole the money to pay some kidnappers for his daughter back. She has morals. She's going to get the daughter and save her. So she tries to do that, gets the daughter, tries to get the money as well, but the money blows up. And so 
the company who hired her so gladly are after her. And it's about her being on the run, finding her mother again, finding her mothering nature, dealing with the fact that she killed this child's father. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's a sort of revenge story slash running away slash action flick slash... Uh, not heist, really, but it's... Yeah. Oh, it's very good. It's it's enjoyable. <laughs> it's um, Yeah, so I, I remember seeing it and watching the trailers for, for it. Mm. And I was thinking, God, this is dripping in neon this film uh, which is not a bad thing it's, it's it's like 80s style but 50s as well because the dino is it's a mash of ages well I think and... the, fif- the 50s dino thing is because it's like the point that when it was started that was like the nostalgia time no 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 as in these companies or the firm and stuff the firm like that. and that are old enough that that was a legitimate hideout and inconspicuous when they started, but now it's like, you know, it's just never changed. I, I just thought it was... No, no, I thought it was more like we're harkening back to times of old and we're trying to... The film feels like it's trying to show all these sort of classic, almost action, not tropes, but different sort of ideas, but put women in the in the, in the foreground rather than men beforehand, so they just touch on a few different... Oh, I think that I think that's a disservice. I, to me, I don't feel like this is a film where they've put women in per se. Ah, oh, see, that's I'll, that's my that's my big thing. It felt like the women were a gimmick to me. Really, watching this is how it felt to me. Yeah, it didn't feel like they were. Ju- it was like these are just women. It felt very much like look, it's a woman. Oh, it's another. If that's how it felt, rather than that, oh, and I don't I know. Just, mind. It just it just missed the mark for me. It's just. just my personal feelings when I watched mm. it, it just didn't feel like oh well, look here's here's an action thing they they happen to be women it's like look they are women doing this rather than but um, oh no I th- I th- I feel but I think that it was very natural that it was yeah. I think you know so uh, Lena Headey Heady yeah Lena Heady Heady um, plays her mum in it yeah and. For me, the vibe that I got was like, she was clearly a notoriously good yeah. assassin of her own merit. Yeah. Had a daughter, so they went, and she was clearly training a daughter because she speaks Russian. That was such a throwaway that never came back, and I was fuming that it didn't come back because I was like, it, you know, if there's ever a Chekhov's gun, it's you know your main character speaking Russian at the start, <laughs> and then it, not used. That's what I mean. Like, there was a lot of tropes that I was expect you expect from like those cool like, action things, and they just seem to throw them all in there. But in all, it's very very set on its theme. Uh, not not its theme. Um, on its style is what I mean. It, it feels they know what they were going for. Like it is that neon that eighties, that almost comic booky action when they do the. But it was like it was it was like a. I don't know what I'd compare the sort of main story. The the library felt like a Charlie's Angels thing. Well, yeah, it, the three if it's three it's women similar to uh, again the John Wick um, place that like it was the the Central Hotel and there's yeah. there's a few other things. That but I love the way they did Hotel with, the, with, with, with the book yeah. with the books being where all the guns are. So I like that bit where she's under gunfire and panicking to find a weapon and she's yeah. opening it and they're all just like money and gold and yeah there, was, <laughs> there were lots of really nice bits in this I, I, this uh, me saying that is not me mm. 
crapping on the film. Mm. I, I thought it was a really enjoyable ride from start to finish. I didn't mm. think, oh, God, this is still going. Oh, this... I, I thought it was good. The I liked her... her basically, Harry Gillen's character developing and taking on this child to sort of save her. Mm. And it was it was nice, but it's... it, it I don't know. And I, I just... I thought it was just a really... It was stylish to look at. Enjoyable. Mm. The blood was weird in the way that it looked. I don't know what it was. It just felt a little off, but... Um, it was definitely a style again, so mm. I didn't mind it. But I was like, oh, but it's like fountains and things, which, mm. which is cool. But it, yeah, it was, I don't know. I felt very strange watching this film. I felt conflicted watching it for I some mean, reason. Really? Yeah, I, I don't t- know what it was. Oh, it was I was, bit... I was in for the ride, man. I, I thought it was great. I loved the. There was a genuine sort of sense of threat. I don't think at any point did I feel like any of the main characters were getting away with what they were doing no 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 I, I, which is always good which and i think that's quite hard to do in a sort of stylistic action because your main characters can sort of feel like plot armored yeah and she really didn't i don't think any of them did i mean you know some of them may or may not even die but <laughs> the yeah i just i i really liked that my favorite bit was um in the dentist. Oh, was it? Where they they drug... The dentist drugs her... Well, he, he numbs her arms, puts yeah. the local anaesthetic directly into her arms uh, because he's been told that if he does, he's going to get a little payout because it'll help these geezers and kill her. And the three guys in the other room also on... And then, yeah, they're all on laughing gas and she gets the kid to masking tape for a knife and a gun. Yeah. And I just thought it was brilliant. I loved that whole sequence. I thought it was really well choreographed and fun, entertaining, but also action. And again, as I said, it didn't feel like she was necessarily going to win that fight entirely. You felt like, you know, because it was the start of the film, you're like, she's getting away. But I didn't know how much she was going to get away with, if that makes sense. I thought she might have got shot. Yeah, they they felt like there was some sort of threat to her as well, Mm. wasn't there? Um, I agree. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed all the fight sequence in it. My favourite thing is the is the diner. The whole concept of this diner. You you hand in your weapons mm. to have the discussion and what it leads to mm. by having this diner without giving too much away but what the diner leads to. Mm. That whole idea of that building and the same woman who's been in there for like 15, 20 years like, like you would see in, in your regular diner mm. and it's just like oh yeah, you're here again. Just drop. I, I really liked that. Hmm. I liked the diner much more than the library, but I thought the library was still cool. Oh, I thought that I genuinely think the library action sequence is one of my oh, favorite in films. Better action sequence in the library than it is elsewhere. I think hmm. it's better action sequence, but I just prefer oh, the, the concept. Di- the concept yeah. of the diner I preferred than the concept of the library. But That's I fair. understand them both. But yeah, I uh, as as you said, you I mean you compared it to John Wick. I'd I'd watch this again over John Wick any fucking day. I really would. I think this is a better film. <laughs> I've watched John Wick several times. Have you really? Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. But that's the thing. I think it's, it's yeah. what 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 appeals to you. I mean, this still is enjoyable. I'd probably watch it again if someone wanted to watch it. Mm. At no point I'm going, oh, not that. I'll yeah, just, yeah, for But sure. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. What was your least favourite bit, or what would you improve then? Because um, um, I know what my least favourite bit of it is. You go first, then. It's uh, Paul Giamatti on the... F- um, um, buying Girl Scout cookies... That sequence there where he steps out of his house. Hmm. Why? You know what's happening. I just I just felt it was like, come on now. 
But he's but, like, I don't know. I think he, that's the point is that he feels invincible. I, I, it just felt like real, real stupid for a crime lord. <laughs> to, you know, yeah. it just, it just didn't work or make, it didn't make sense in my well, head. He had a gun in that. his pocket, didn't he? Or you're just very happy. <laughs> no. No, you see him put. <laughs> yeah, him, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I just, it just didn't work. that bit. I was like, oh, this yeah. is how it's gonna do that sequence. I yeah, just wish there'd been a bit more of a payoff for them against the firm. Um. My least favourite bit. Or what would you improve rather than least favourite bit? Because you seem to enjoy this film. What would I improve? Uh, I would... I would improve it. I would have more uh, Lena Headey. She didn't come in until about halfway through. No. Um, and I'm, I like watching her. Definitely. I, I thought she was underutilised in this mm. film as well. To be honest, I felt Angela Bassett was underutilised as well because I love Angela Bassett I as well. I adore Angela Bassett. And she wasn't really seen no. in this film. And I was like, oh, all right. That's annoying. But then Paul Giamatti wasn't either. <laughs> no. But he but I think that's Paul Giamatti's job. Paul Paul Giamatti just, now is, is a name to just yeah. show up and show Hi, I'm here as well and yeah. then disappear off. But it'll kill whatever you put him in. Oh yeah, he will do a great job. Um so yeah, we try not to give too many spoilers for it because it's worth watching. Um mm. the reason we put it in is because I believe it's on Netflix this week, if you're listening to this coming out. Um but I may be wrong. Uh that's why we selected it. Uh so what rating did you give this film? Uh, you're, I mean, alright, you're thinking about bumping it up. I have bumped it up because having it was on the same as the other two, and I went, no, I, this I would watch this in a heartbeat multiple times before either of the other two that we doesn't just mean, watched. Doesn't mean it's a no, no, no. Film. But I think no, but I think it, I think it is. I think it's I think it's a four star film. Um, it's <laughs> it's got three coins in the jukebox. I mean, yeah. it's three. It's it's a three. Um, this one was not, I mean, you know, between a three and a three and a half. This was very much a three, maybe. A touch so this lower. is worse than both of your, both the other ones here. This is definitely worse than the other two. Wow. Definitely worse, in my opinion. I may be wrong. Oh, I really loved it. I really loved it. No, I don't, I don't think, I think by general consensus, you're not, but. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so that's the three films we've done uh, this, this week, this episode. Um, but before we move uh, on to sort of the end or anything like that, we've got to do our ranking. So what a ranker. What, uh, he what said it this time. Doing? Yeah, what, <laughs> make it easy for you to find when doing it in post. You like me right now. You like me. But yeah, uh, what a ranker. We're doing our rankings to our three favourite and our least favourite Karen Gillan film. Mm. Um, should we start with favourites or least favourites? Yeah, we'll start. Do with we want to do any caveats on it? Because I don't know about how you feel. Well, no, really. no, no. You can. I, I, I'll, I'll add one to mine if you don't put one on yours. If that makes sense, you can, you can choose them. But I'm not. You're not going to include any of. I'm the... not including any Marvel. Include... I think, I think she's great in all the Marvels, but I think it's unfair to put those titans of industry against her other works, which are lesser. I think. Okay, does that? But we're still keeping Jumanji in there, then. Yeah, but oh, I'd, but I'd I'd argue Jumanji isn't. It's not a titan, is it? Ah, no, I suppose not. But who knows? So if that's the case, what mm. is your number three film for her? Oh, well, number three is Oculus. Okay, um, that's fair enough. If we're not in, not including um, Avengers, I will. I see. I. You can if you can, if you want to you can I'm like I'm just not <laughs> no I get that um, 
Yeah, uh, my number three is The Party's Just Beginning. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Fair. Number three is The Party's Just Beginning. My, num- my number two is Jumanji. My number two <laughs> is also Jumanji. Yeah. My number one is Gunpowder Milkshake. My number one is Oculus. Is it? Yeah. Really? Wow. I'm not. I'm not including the um, the Avengers one because I don't think it's fair. But yeah, that's yeah. that's the order order for me. Interesting. Without the Avengers, yeah, I think Oculus is her best film. Um, and what's what's her worst then for you? Um, so my worst for her is named the same as your worst for last week is Outcast. Is she in that film? Completely different film called oh. Outcast. It's starring James Nesbitt. Hilarious. It's a horror film set in Scotland where... Oh, I like James Nesbitt. He's not good in this. Nothing's good in this film. It's, it feels, oh, no! It feels, <laughs> it feels bad including it because she's only in it for about 20 minutes of this one hour 30 runtime. Yeah. But she's about the same in the other film I'd have down here at the same sort of level. Right, but fair. it is terrible. It's like a horror body thing is it werewolves who knows what's going on it's really just stilted and poorly acted and a terrible concept and just yeah awful just rubbish rubbish well, gotta watch it then um, J- J- James Nesbitt has a mullet in it as well <laughs> oh yes um yeah well mine mine is the one that you you did choose originally and then have gone back on so mine was uh, All Creatures Here Below um which isn't a horror film which does sound like a horror film <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, and I think, as you said, it's done. It's done well at festivals and st- things like that. Um, it's apparently my most unique film on Letterbox that I've watched okay. this year. It's got the fewest actual viewers. Um, I have a review of it. I'm gonna read it. I gave it. it. I gave it one and a half stars, and the half star it was lucky to get. But there were some very good <laughs> bits of. Cinematography. Let's have your review then for this right. film. Unnecessary, uncomfortable, like someone took every white trash Southern American stereotype and tried to make a plot that enables them. There was no moral to this story, and as such, there was no payoff for the genuine discomfort I felt watching it. And the end sequence is ripped directly from fucking Steinbeck, and right. it feels out of place. And the the it, they, it had no moral. The story was just this despicable set of events where you're meant to feel sorry for these characters, but actually they have no real justification for why they do them other than, oh, they grew up a bit poor. And it's like, yeah, it's a hard life, but you've literally shown a thousand other fucking characters in this that they interact with who are in the same circumstance and they haven't done these terrible things. I I was livid. I genuinely I I don't think I've ever felt as uncomfortable in a film. I hate turning off films halfway through. I would have done had I not had to watch this film. <laughs> Turns out I didn't have to watch this film. You you did you did just um, for, just for your sheer anger and anguish for it all. I'd um, watch right. So people who have been listening to this podcast through and through, I would watch. Uh, what the Bushwick? Fuck, Bushwick before I would watch this again and you've heard my six minute rant on that but this, is a, be- this is a better film than Bushwick yeah as <laughs> you know could sort of um, I'll give it credit where it's due um, also it's uh, the guy the lead, the lead in it David S. Malchian yeah so the Pug Dot Man and he's now in among Dune other as things. well yeah um who I do really like. This is the thing. I love. I really like both the lead characters in this. I thought as a directorial and writing debut from him. Oh, was it his as well? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
I was like the the actual script was terrible, but he's clearly a good actor. They both did well with what they were given, which is why it gets that half star. But what they were given was trash. I think if he stuck to directing and acting, I'll watch it. Not writing. I'm never. I no, not writing. Not Fair writing enough. for him. But yeah, that's that's it then, guys. Yeah. That's, that's the end of the episode. We'll leave on that happy note. <laughs> uh, so we'll drop the clue in a second, but uh, thank you for listening to another episode of uh, Old New Borrowed Who. Do check us out on our socials at onbwpod or email us at oldnewborrowedwho at gmail.com. Um, alternatively, go to our anchor site and drop us a voice note saying what you liked and didn't like about it because you have that functionality which we could throw in if we wanted to. There we go. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining. Also, remember, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff, share with people, all those fun things. Um, but before we go, we have a clue for next Ooh. episode. Oh, it's my privilege. Thank you. So, the clue. If you were on Sing... Uh, I'll start that again. That <laughs> went really well. If you were on Sir Kingsley's boat, but it was going off course, you would need to use this. If you were on Sir Kingsley's boat and it was going off course, you'd need to use this. Um, and that's that's the clue for next week. I think it's a fun, easy clue, <laughs> but that's my own head and how I work. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay. Good. At least at least one person's got it. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to another episode. As always, I've been Josh. I've been Josh. And we've been Josh. Huzzah! 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 <laughs> Excelsior! <laughs>